Well, hey there, and welcome to The Weekly Grind, a podcast where we work out the topics that shape and influence the culture, community, and church of today from a biblical perspective. My name's Ben, and I'm here with my pastor and good friend, Chip. He's the lead pastor, and I'm the worship pastor here at the Napoleon Church of the Nazarene. You know, we all have this longing and desire to strive for more. We're driven, and and that's great. That's how God designed us. But what happens when that gets out of hand? What happens when we begin to worship our work and our schedule and our bodies and our kids and our things instead of the Creator who permits us even our very next breath? It's a sobering topic and one that we will begin to jump into in today's episode. This is The Weekly Grind, and this is Chasing Enoughness. All right, Chip, what's going on? Not much. You having a good day? Yeah. Did you have a good weekend? I did. How about yourself? Well, uh, yeah, had a good weekend. A um, little bit of extra relaxing that I didn't have planned, which was nice. And that was kind of your week last week, right? Yeah, I would which say. Which is pretty nice, but that in a good way. I mean, <laughs> it was a good week. You, you took some vacation days. I did. Be proud of that. Yeah. Especially in the context of our podcast topic today. Yeah. And spent some time on the floor painting trim and... <laughs> In awkward positions, painting different things. So, so I didn't, didn't feel relaxed. You didn't binge right then. a bunch of Netflix or anything. No, um, I was doing stuff, but it was good, and it was at a relaxed pace. I felt like okay. I didn't feel under the gun to get this stuff done, but I needed to get some things done. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Sometimes when you're hugging a toilet, trying to paint trim behind the toilet, <laughs> no. you know, like that's eh, not this something is brag a about. Great vacation day, you know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it really was. It was. I. I feel completely refreshed. Yeah, good. Well, it's good to hit the ground running on a new week. Yeah. And uh, today in our topic that, that we want to share about is just the idea of this this rat race of life that we live in today. And uh, the whole idea of, um, you know, keeping up with the Joneses and trying to be, is, is outpacing each other and outscheduling each other. And so that's why I asked about your week last week, because yeah. it was counter to all of that. It really was. Um, but this is this is a rather serious topic that I think we want to get into today because of the um, just because of the implications that it has in our in our lives. You know what we're going to talk about today as a pastor now, 12 years. I have seen this replayed over and over in everybody's lives. Mm-hmm. If you're an adult, even sometimes now in in high school, yeah, this continual tension of of understanding rhythm of life, what to place value on, what should it's just a tension mm. that exists, and I think it's centered in in a word that we're going to talk about a little bit later in in contentment, mm-hmm. right? The struggle for being content or living out of contentment. Mm-hmm. And I, I've I've observed this just across the board, and even in my own life, um, one of the hardest things for me to figure out is how to live in a state of contentment. Yeah, yeah, and we live in a society today that is fast paced as ever, and we live in a society today that is always vying for more of our attention. Right, and you look at the advertisements that are pushed your way, and the way that. Um, companies can can track us, and we're some something is always uh, vying for our for our attention. And so, 
when is enough enough and how do we prioritize what is most important? Well, I think too, like, isn't it an aid in us? Isn't there a natural desire like for more? Yeah, because we want validation. We want, uh, I mean, we we desire that, but we also want to be, want to be validated in our worth. Sure. And I think also just the drive that we have as people is we have like insatiable desires that are always needing to be met, right? Yeah. And then, right, we are, we're wanting validation. Mm -hmm. Like I matter. I'm significant. Yeah. What I do is worthwhile. And honestly, it's human nature to live a comparison game. Yeah. Is it not? Like... Yeah. I have walked through those those pathways myself, and I probably still sometimes walk down those pathways of getting focused on somebody else mm-hmm. and then comparing my life to them. And it just all becomes this huge ball of wax where we are continually wanting to have validation in our own lives. Yeah, And so it just feeds this what's enough, how do I know I'm enough? Yeah. When do I, when can I rest in in I'm enough, right? Right, right. And we work, I mean, we, we're not exempt and we work in the church context. I mean, we can, we ought to be living biblical truths, but in the, but in the same sense, so many uh, uh, churches strive for the same things and fall victim to the same things that the world validates and strives for. The enoughness, oh, yeah. the, how do you, you know, how do you measure yourself? How do you... How do you compare yourself to others rather than simply resting in our identity in Christ? Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, I think pastoral ministry or any kind of ministry has slipped into a performance track yeah. w- way more than it, I think it ever used to be. Mm-hmm. And like, we're all like measuring ourselves on performance, you know? Yeah. And I think we've probably fallen into uh, places that are not kingdom. Right, yeah, and have fostered attitudes and atmospheres mm-hmm. that are not ever what the kingdom w- was supposed to be, and I think it comes back to this idea of of enough. How can I rest in the fact that I am enough, or I have enough, or I think we're kind of using this phrase chasing enoughness, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Think. Look at our world. Talk about how that happens. How we are yeah. just chasing well, so, enoughness. So, so our so our country right now is uh, we are living in the um, a time where Christianity is at an all time low, um, and I, I I I think for a lot of those it's because of the the works based Christianity. It's because people looked at Christians and and thought they were hypocrites because they failed to live out what God's called them to do. Whatever number of those myriad of reasons are that people are leaving the church, at the same, at the same time, it's not that they're walking away from religion. Spiritual, right? Spiritualness. I'm not religious. Exactly. I'm spiritual. But uh, so, so this idea of, and we, we started this book that we're, that we're reading together. It's called Seculosity. Yes. David Zoll, I think yeah. is his name. And he talks about, he, he coined the, the, this term replacement religions. And it's the idea that people are, are, are leaving or not choosing to um, become believers in Christ, 
but that doesn't mean that they're not spiritual. They're, they're replacing it with things like politics and things like living through their kids and their kids are their religion. Um, the food that they eat uh, is, has become their religions and the, the supplements that they take or it's the exercising and it's the religion of, of your body and, and worshiping your body and yourself. And so, um, yeah, spirituality and, and religion in the, in the sense of it being a uh, we worship something idea is alive and well, unfortunately. It is alive and Because that's how well. we're wired. That's how we're created. Right. And, and so, again, back to I am going to create these systems in my life, these what we're calling religious activities is yeah. what they really are. They are. They're rituals. Fitness, yeah. parenting, um, how I identify on the political spectrum, and then, you know, living out those things and promoting that and bringing a voice. Promoting it, a key (laughs) term. And it all becomes religion. What is, why do we do that? Because at the end of the day, if we can, if we can validate ourselves in these things, we feel like we're enough. Yeah. We matter. Yeah. We count, right? We're significant. Mm -hmm. And really, I mean, you, you, you begin to look at it, begin to think about it. That's what it is. Yeah. Like I'm caught up in fitness. A lot of times it goes beyond just the, the normal, hey, it's take more care than of a hobby. Body. We'll take care of your yeah. body because it's a temple of the Holy yeah. Spirit. Yeah. It, it becomes an obsession. Why? Because if my picture of what enough is, is if I look like this mm-hmm. or I eat all this, and I have this kind of diet, and I fit this, then I'm enough. Mm-hmm. I, I'm validated in that. Yeah, it's a rat race, man. Yeah. Well, this this is just a uh, a statement that um, that David Zoll shared with us in the book, and it's one that I've kind of rested in and thought about a lot. Um, it's, it's, people are suffering and dying under the torture of the fantasy self they're failing to become. And like you said, when is enough enough? When have you arrived at that perfect image? Or when have you, um, when have your kids succeeded enough? Or when, when are there enough policies in place that your politics, that, that it'll be enough? Um, and unfortunately, we d- you don't ever get there. That's, you don't. that's the fallacy of it. By the metrics that our world lives under, and the systems that we put ourselves into, yeah. these religious activities to validate us, to make us feel enough, unfortunately, they start with no hope of ever satisfying our heart. We, those things that we would look to, that our culture's looking to, and unfortunately, a lot of people that are... Uh, that come into our churches and attend our churches, I've fallen into this cycle. Uh, unfortunately, those things, they have no promise of ever meeting what they're promising, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. there seems to be, if I could just get to this level, or even money, like, right? Yeah. We chase uh, uh, income levels. Yeah. And the idea so is true. if I can just get to 80000 a year. It'll be enough, mm-hmm. but then you see if I your get neighbor. to a thousand, I'll be <laughs> enough, and one hundred twenty. Right? I remember Andy Stanley talking about this: how um, people who 
get into that mindset and have this picture that if I get there, I will be validated in who I am, right? Yeah. I have this picture of, wow, I'm enough now mm-hmm. because I make this much. Yeah. And I remember him doing all this research on it. No, no one who ever reached the next income level was ever satisfied. Yeah. I think one of the most famous quotes ever, and Zoll uses in this book, is John D. Rockefeller. Yeah, I was just thinking One of the that. most wealthy men in all of the world in his time. I mean, unbelievable wealth. They ask him, well, John, how much do you ever know is enough as far as money? And he said, just one more dollar. Yeah. It's yeah. like getting on a treadmill that never shuts off. Yeah. I wish I wish we had the uh, the Tom Brady quote. I remember him getting interviewed and just yeah. openly just questioning his purpose in life. This man that is uh, achieved from the from the American ideal sense, the pinnacle of of all greatness, of Super Bowl champion, the greatest quarterback of all time. Love him or hate him, he is. Um, Did you really just say that on he, our podcast? He really is. And is my name on this podcast? <laughs> He, he I do not want those words ever spoken. Married again. to a model has on you know numerous endorsements. Has you know you can't get past that, can you? No, but it's he, easy to win championships when you know where the blitz is coming from. Okay, well that's not the title of this <laughs> topic. The idea is the dude is is has experienced greatness in his yes. life, but it's still not enough because he knows something's missing. Success, wealth, fame, all of it, he has. Diet. I remember that. I mean, you look at his oh TB12, whatever it's called. He's in crazy good shape for 43 years old. So, And I remember him in that interview looking at the guy and openly questioning. I think it was on 60 Minutes. Okay. And he said, I'm not quite sure I know why I'm here. Or I asked myself, is, is this really all there is? So sad, yeah. Because the treadmill never shuts off. Yeah. When you live by that kind of mindset. Yeah. Um, there is no end in sight for you. And don't get me I mean don't don't get us misconstrued with the idea that, you know, we don't worry about health or exercise or dieting or oh, absolutely not. children or whatever, but for me it's it's a hub and spokes kind of thing, right? What is at your center? Yep. That which all else all other things come out of, okay? Is 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 Christ your center and and through him and through that enoughness of just rest in Christ? through that is do we achieve these things or or is is the politics in the center and from there you know that shapes your worldview that shapes how what you think of Christ that shapes all these other things is it exercise or or food um what is it I think even asking yourself a question like tomorrow and God forbid but all of these things that so often we rest in to validate us or we think are going to validate, could be taken from us. Like, oh, if my yeah. identities as a father, well, unfortunately, my kids could be taken and I could live days as no longer a father. Mm-hmm. As a husband, that could be taken from yeah. me. My job could be taken from me. My health could be taken from me. If those things are stripped away, who am I? Yeah. That's who you are, right? And there has so to be true. something at the center that then all of these things find their place and their uh, validation in our lives mm-hmm. out of the center of who we are. And that's what I think Paul was talking about. We, we splashed this 
I can do all things through yeah. Christ who gives me strength, right? Yeah. I remember watching Evander Holyfield and Mike Tyson fight. Remember the when he bit his ear? Mm-hmm. I was watching that fight. That tells you how I old wasn't I, watching it, but I That tells it. you how old I am. But um and I remember on his shorts that night, Philippians four thirteen was, you know, stenciled or sewn into his shorts because, you know, we, we use that. But if we understand the context of that. It, it makes so much sense. It's like Paul saying, I can do all things, even I can, what has he talked about for the four verses before? Be yeah. content. My identity, my validation is yeah. in Christ. And because of that, I, I can have a lot or I can have little. I Things can be going well or things can be going rough. And he experienced a wide spectrum in his own life. Can I read a little bit of this? Absolutely. So Philippians 4, and I, I ended up highlighting like the whole chapter because it's so good, <laughs> so I'm not going to go read through the whole chapter, but but starting in, uh, we'll call it 11b, uh, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live with almost nothing or with everything. I have learned the secret to living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little, for I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Yep. And then fast forward a little bit uh, to 19, I believe. Yeah. And this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from his glorious riches, which I have given, uh, which have been given to us in Jesus Christ. I think what's cool about us as human beings is we have drive, and we 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 tend to not settle. I know you mm-hmm. probably can think of somebody in your life that you're like, they just sit on the couch and they've settled. But most of the time, if you look at humankind, look how yeah. far we've come. Yeah. Because we have drive to experience more, to become better, mm-hmm. to solve more. Yeah. That's innate within us, yeah, the we image don't of quench God. Yeah, we that, for sure. That's not... It's the fact that we have begun to believe that what is in this world can actually satisfy that drive. Yeah. And what's amazing is the only thing that can satisfy our needing to have enough, to be enough, is the Creator Himself. Mm -hmm. And He can satisfy us and then continue to do so. He's the only one capable. Yeah. What he has created for us to have dominion over in this world cannot bring a sense of contentment, peace, and feeling enough. Uh, we were created for something more, and that is a relationship with the person, the God, who can consistently yeah. satisfy our lives. So, so practically, yeah. some next steps for somebody. And I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit, um, but uh, you know, okay, finding finding fullness in um, in who Christ says we are in His Word. Um, you were sharing with me uh, from a movie, yeah, uh, a little bit. Share 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 yeah. about that. So we watched a movie the other night as a family. Um, recommended. It. It's called Overcomer, uh, and just the idea that. This troubled teenage girl, um, and, and there's a whole backstory, and, and, and it's a common story to 
life, really. But she comes to a point where she's so broken, so lost, um, that she's then exposed to the idea that she could have a relationship with Christ. And she, you know, decides to make that decision. And the person who was guiding her through that said, I want you to do something. I want you to just take the book of Ephesians and read the first two chapters over and over and get a pen and paper out and write down everything that God says about us as his children, as this new relationship has begun. And I just sat there and I honestly, I cried while I was watching it. Mm. Um, yeah. Because I began to realize what she was experiencing for the first time. Yeah. But also who I am, right? Yeah, definitely. And that is my identity in Christ. And watch that page fill up. Yeah. Forgiven, chosen, blessed, mm. redeemed. But you know what? When you begin to fill your heart and mind with what your identity is, as a child of God, mm -hmm. you know that you're enough. And I don't need yeah. to look like a model to be validated anymore. I'm a child of God. Yeah. Does that mean I need to not care about my health? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. But what validates me has already been settled, right? Yeah. Then the other is just out living out of that. I want to be fit because it honors God. Yeah. I take care of the body, the temple. Um, I don't have to make X amount of dollars because I realize I'm already blessed with every spiritual blessing. And God has directed my life, led my life, and I'm where I'm at because of his leadership. And evidently, this is, this is what he wants me to live on and yeah. to earn. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. He's supplying my needs. Yeah. Right? In fact, he's done far more than supply my needs if I'm going to be, you know, like frank or sincere. Mm -hmm. He's given me the ability to experience a lot of wants. And I can just rest in his leadership, be content. Um, that is the secret to getting off of the treadmill of, of this life mm -hmm. where we're always trying to validate with my kids. Right, that I'm telling you, I'm there, Ben. Like uh, that struggle of 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 with children, never wanting them to become something that validates me. Right, that's what our world is full of. Yeah, parents living vicariously through their kids. God, I don't want to do that. I want to see my kids experience life fully, and I want them to be successful. That's a natural desire, right? But I don't want it ever to become because I need that or that validates me. Oh, for sure. Because why? What's the antidote to that? I'm already God's child. I don't need any further validation. Mm -hmm. And then I can just rest and enjoy their successes and their growth and just try to continue to input them with God's word as they make decisions, you know, and to, to do my best to to help them to draw closer to God in a personal relationship, and then let whatever God has for their life just play out. But I can do so at rest because I don't need them yeah. to validate me. I love that word. <laughs> I love that word you just said is rest. 
Yeah. And because one of my takeaways is creating margin uh, because, okay, we're chasing enoughness, right? And so um, what that means is that we need to slow down, we need to rest, and and we need to um, create time for meditation, create time to 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 read his word and to see what what he says about me. And uh, um, you had a really a really fun golf analogy that that you shared with us from a place of rest, from a place of not trying too hard. Yeah, I think probably uh, you could describe my life in that <laughs> phrase, trying too hard. That just seems to be my personality okay. and my environmental background. Growing up was a re- very religious background, so it emphasized a lot of trying, a lot of doing, and then you couple my my personality with that, and I that's just been one of my biggest flaws all my life is I've tried too hard. Yeah, and I remember I love to golf, and um, I'm trying to continue to to get better at that. Uh, kind of my personality, right? And just realizing. Uh, a couple years ago, and then talking with a, a golf instructor about the tension that exists in your body when you're trying to hit the ball too hard, or you're over swinging. Mm-hmm. You're trying too hard, right? Yeah. And again, it comes down to I have an expectation. I want to hit it this far, and so then I must compensate. I or, must tense up. Yeah. I must, and so the muscles in your shoulders tense up. And then your grip, you tend to over-grip the club. You grip too hard. But what you do when you do that is you bring all of the tension of the club up towards your hands, mm-hmm. not where it's supposed to be. And honestly, and this is true in athletics, but for me it was a life lesson. When I'm loose, relaxed, and tension has left my body, I'm not over-gripping the club, the club head speed that you can create mm-hmm. is far faster than overswinging. So what's happening is I'm actually more productive. I'm hitting the ball farther when I come out of a place of being relaxed and loose. And that's life. Like yeah, it's so not good. the idea of rest is like, you know, do some yoga pose and sit in nirvana and not do yeah. anything in life. Yeah. It's coming to a place of being relaxed, loose, confident, right? For sure. In who I am. And out of that, my performance mm-hmm. in this life far exceeds me over striving, over trying too hard in my own strength. And yeah. I think that's what I think God is is probably looking down at us saying, listen, you're trying too hard because you haven't found your identity in me. Mm-hmm. If you will allow your identity in me to be the center of who you are, you're going to experience life at a far fuller um, reality mm-hmm. than allowing this world to form your identity, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so resting in our identity in Christ creating margin to receive that identity, to meditate on that because it's out of that. You shared in staff meeting last week, input-output. Do not let your output exceed your input. And that doesn't necessarily mean from a time standpoint, but what it does mean is what is filling you? 
uh, because we can't run on fumes. We don't have anything left to give. And then we end up wrecking ourselves. That's right. And so creating margin, a place where there can be input, productive input and rest. Um, so we live uh, refreshed. We live uh, not gripping the club so hard. That's right. And allowing God to channel us in whatever way that he might uh, for our greatest impact and for our greatest purpose. The secret to navigating this life, this world, is to having your, your validation be, come out of your relationship with Christ. Because if it comes out of mm-hmm. kids, diet, fitness, wealth, there is no end in sight for that. No. It's like a It'll treadmill always that leave will you never wanting. shut off. Yeah. And you have to stay on it. Yeah. You ever see those 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 videos of people who get it going too fast and then they lose their balance? <laughs> oh, yeah. Shoots, shoots them, them out, you know? That's what's happening. Yeah. That's yeah. what's going to happen in my life. Yeah. If my validation, my enoughness comes yeah. from all those things, the only place it can come is in my relationship with God. All right. So let's end it there. Yeah. Um, it's a good word for today. Yeah. Chasing enoughness root yourself in who Christ is and out of that all other things will flow that's right well hey thanks for engaging with us in this week's episode of the weekly grind as we tackle the topics of today from a biblical perspective if you found today's topic or any episode valuable to you and your growth it'd mean a lot to us if you would leave us a comment And don't forget to subscribe to stay caught up on every episode of the Weekly Grind podcast. Thanks so much, and we will see you next time.